Heart. You gotta have heart. Miles and miles of heart. What is heart? Heart is running through a return man when the game is on the line. Heart is giving everything you have in practice, day after day. Heart is finding the strength to run down the field one more time when you can barely breathe. The heart in me pumps Husker Red. Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of the Five Heart Podcast, brought to you by CornNation.com, part of the SB Nation Podcast Network. That's right! That voice you hear is none other than a soothing baritone, Greg Mahachko. I'm back after a two-week absence. We're not going to get into it, but I'm joined, as always, by our founder and fearless leader, John Dam Johnston, and the guy who's been around more than me lately, Nate. He's the man, McHugh. Hi guys. Hi. Again. At, at least we had a real intro this time instead of some jerk making it up like that. Ah, blah 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 blah. <laughs> I guess we're recording. Okay, let's go. Hi, this is John Five Podcast Heart. <laughs> you know, you were supposed to write that down for me, the intro, because it's very sophisticated and I can't remember it. I'm pretty sure that I've re- let me put it this way, John. I've written that down for you. As many times as you've sent me your address for me to send you something that still has not been sent in the mail. Bullshit. I've written it down for you twice. Oh, I'm sorry. We started, haven't we? Yeah. (laughs) We're official. (laughs) Oh, my God. Okay. Hey, how you doing? It's been a great week for me. I got to have a root canal tomorrow. Oh, joy. Is this this the commie tooth? Yes, it is. It's uh, the final solution to wipe out the uh, socialism that has infected my head and and caused a lot of problems for me in the last week is to suddenly feel like I go, hey, uh, Bernie Sanders might have some ideas worth listening to. And I'd suddenly out of nowhere when I'm driving and I almost hit a, I almost just drove right into an interstate embankment today, just popped up in my head. What the hell is wrong with me? There you go. Yes, Nate. No, I just want to remind you that my son has had two root canals, and he hasn't complained a bit. Yeah, well, when I was like seven years old, I didn't complain about a fucking thing either. (laughs) You know why? Because I didn't even know what my body was supposed to ever hurt, ever. That's true. That's very true. I'm currently icing my shoulder, so I I know all about your body hurting. So, Because you're a puss. Yeah. Or I would like to try to take care of my body or something. I don't know. And what grade is your son in? He is in second grade. Let's see, second grade, second grade. Let's see what I do for a in- head injury in second grade. <laughs> I think about it, second grade was about the time at which I was trying to, now I was about five years old. I was trying to learn to dive at the Curtis City Pool. And you put your hands like together like you're praying, right? And then you put them over your head and you bend over and you run toward the pool and somebody's supposed to catch you. Well, somebody tripped me on my way to the pool. And I smashed my head into the corner of the pool, had to get stitches across my forehead. And they were like, yeah, yeah, your brains almost came out. And of course, I was five. So I believed them that my brains almost came out. And that was my head injury around that age. But I had I've had very many significant head injuries in my lifetime. And that was also the last time that John attempted to pray. Well, with my hands folded, yes. 
Because you never know when the devil's coming to get you. That's right. You always got to, you know, two fists up because you never know. Yeah. John, are you right-handed or left-handed? Like, is your is your jab the predominantly with your left hand? My jab is with my mouth. <laughs> I am nonviolent. I'm a nonviolent person. Really? That's not the vibe I get from you at all. Really? Well... I I get I get the sense that you're quite the instigator. I could instigate, yeah. And so we have football talk you, about I'll, her or what's up? Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll just tell you this real quick story, and then we'll get right into that football thing. There, uh, I don't own any handguns. I don't believe in that personal protection crap. You know, people that use handguns for personal protection, they're more likely to shoot people they really like. I and I farewell, really listeners. Because uh, I don't think I could actually shoot another human being. Now, what I do have is my machete that my father carried in World War II. And uh, I'll tell you right now, I couldn't shoot you with a gun because I'd feel bad, but I'd hack your ass. I'd hack you to death, and I'd piss me off. I'm hacking you to pieces. There you go. How about football, Husker football? What's going on in Husker football world well, lately? I'm glad you asked. Since last uh, we convened, and, and I say we in the general sense because it's been three weeks for me, but since uh, the last Five Heart podcast recording, uh, the Big Ten has a football schedule out. And right out the gate, Nebraska got bent over. I don't know. I think we got down to favor. Get all the tough ones out of the way early? Yeah, I mean, what the hell? Get uh, you know, get out there with Ohio State. I mean, I want you to think about this. I mean, last year, obviously, ESPN College Game Day came to town. It was a major embarrassment for Nebraska. It's one year later, basically, and you know, I mean, not year to date, but it is one year later, and we get the same opportunity again. There's not going to be a College Game Day there, but we get a show where we've come in a year and uh, I think that's a tremendous opportunity for us. And I think the people that are like, I mean, if people might be whining about it or afraid of it, I mean, go, go back and hide under the bed. You can listen to our podcast under the bed while you're shaking and your little bootsies that you're wearing under the bed. Okay. So if you, if you want a glass half full approach is remember that, we should have probably beaten Ohio State two years ago. Um, the glass half empty approach is that uh, I Ohio State. And I've said this. And I feel like I'm repeating myself, but they have to make such an impression on the college football playoff committee that I think they're going to try to route people by fifty if they can. Now our hope is that they are going to be, you know, I guess Frost and company can prepare some strange new, you know, offensive scheme. If you remember, if you go back to uh, uh, the game against Ohio State last year, there's the thing was the third drive of the first quarter, I think, or the third, second quarter. Sorry, that was my son. And, where we essentially ran the option. It was like a wishbone option, and we walked right down the field on them. And then they had to call timeout, and then we threw a pass that probably I think should have gotten caught, 
or got tipped, and then the guy for Ohio State was on his back and it caught it, you know, laying on the ground. So we probably should have scored there. We still would have lost. But so maybe Frost has something. I mean, he's got so many new offensive players. Maybe that's kind of, you know, our chance. You know, I think uh, ESPN's FPI has a uh, 4.6 or 5.6% chance of winning. Um, but I am nervous that Ohio State's going to take everyone they can to the woodshed because they have eight games to make an impression on the college football playoff committee. Yeah, I mean, nine if you throw in the uh, the conference championship game, assuming they get there. Um, it, it's interesting to note that, I mean, we're recording this on Wednesday the 23rd. Uh, less than two weeks ago, Ohio State offensive lineman Wyatt Davis declared for the 2021 NFL draft. Uh, and so he has lost his eligibility. You know, he, he's, I mean, that's a, you know, at least projected, you know, draft selection. So in doing so, I mean, look, I know it's Ohio State and they'll probably just plug a new, you know, four-star offensive lineman in there or something and, and go about business. But it does make you wonder, you know, if he, if he sticks around a couple more weeks and sees how the, how, you know, everything shakes out, maybe he doesn't necessarily jump to, you know, that, for lack of a better term, conclusion that, you know, like, uh, declaring for the draft is is uh, the way to go. I, I think that the problem with the uh, the cornerback and then the offensive line is that I know at least one of them, but maybe both of them signed with an agent. And that's an issue with Bateman out of Minnesota as well, is that they signed with an agent and they, they should be done. Mm-hmm. However, they're applying for waivers because, you know, we are literally in unprecedented times. They made a decision based off of the thought that there probably wouldn't be football. So maybe they'll get a waiver. As a Nebraska football fan, um, you know, publicly you want to say, yes, we want them to play. So we have we, – we go against the best and we win against the best. But, you know, quietly I think, no, we don't want Bateman to play. We don't want the – two kids from Ohio State to play because we, we need every chance, every little slim margin of error for us to move forward as a program mm-hmm. is getting smaller and smaller. And uh, Rondale Moore is another, another case of that, you know, he, he, but he jumped, you know, kind of back in what July or August that he said, nah, you know, I'm not, not even going to mess with Purdue <laughs> this year. So uh, yeah, just like you said, Nate, you know, there, there's so many different, appeals or waivers that you can, you know, apply for. But, but, uh, I, I think that it, it's different because obviously I'm not, you know, a top collegiate athlete with, uh, you know, who's a possible likely first round draft selection, but I feel like if you make a decision, you need to stick to that decision. You know, um, I don't know, maybe it's just the old school in me. Uh, John, you're old. What's your take? Yeah, what what I say is they got new information and made a different decision based upon the new information. John, we don't want them to play. Stop. <laughs> Come on, we don't want any excuses when we kick their ass. No, we. I don't care. We using. <laughs> okay, so Wyatt Nate's Davis dead. is one of the best offensive linemen in the nation. You don't want him to play. <laughs> 
No, because they're going to beat us anyways. So it's like, oh my God, you doomsayer. Oh. Have some hope. Whatever happened well, to the Nebraska fans I knew that would go rise up to any challenge, and now we're all like scurrying under the rug like cockroaches exposed to the light. Because we won 13 games in the past three years. That's why. Well, stop whining. Purdue wins 13 games in three years. You don't see them fuckers whining like I us. know. I know. And if that's who you want to compare us to, that's, you know. And the words of Pat Ford or whatever his name is. Uh, don't bring 40. him up. Don't do I it. Know. Okay. I, I, I said ignore him and they'll read his stuff. And I didn't. But I saw the headline that shows you how far we've dropped. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, we used to we we used to like contend for national championships and now we're winning four or five games a season. Yeah. Everyone knows we've dropped. You never mind, I'm not gonna do it. Like, are you saying he's beating a dead horse, Nate? Yeah. I mean, everyone knows that we're not what we were. You loser. I mean, he's just, he he's he's writing that stuff for clicks, you know, because he's gonna. I know he's gonna get the Husker fans. Yeah, he's gonna get the Husker fans who, uh, you know, want to want to argue, and and you know, he's gonna get the other like the Iowa fans and and the Texas fans and and everybody else who wants to come in and and uh, you know continue to pour salt on them. And it's just it's unnecessary. It's it's the it's the very definition of being Captain Obvious. That's like saying UCLA is not what they were in Ben's basketball. No, they're not. I think they're our equivalent, by the way. There you go. In in men's basketball, too, right? Like, Nebraska used to be top of the mountain in men's basketball. No, right? well, I, I think Nebraska and Nebraska football and UCLA and men's basketball are the equivalent to each other. We're trying to get back to where we were, and we keep on failing. But I believe in Scott Frost, John. Don't worry. <laughs> what did you see that I was going to jump in there and cut your <laughs> your produce your man reproducing parts off? Yeah. Just you. <laughs> well, anyway, so, so Ohio State. Oh, where's the doggy? That's Coco, my dog. She's been with us. Here's uh, my dog. Here's my dog. Oh, uh, what the hell? Where's your dog, John? Never mind. I don't know. Yeah, well, he's, what, we're good talking about football. I thought we were in the football now. Oh, that's okay, right. Football. Oh, uh, that's right. We, <laughs> we, we, well, we don't want to be too much like Nate's side podcast where it's no fluff, just football. Oh, that's why I can do both, right? Yeah. You know, I can, yeah. I can come in here and we can talk about whatever. And- so on Are Halloween. Ohio State? Yeah. On Halloween, while the kids are out running around getting candy that uh, shouldn't be going on with all the trick-or-treating going uh, canceled, uh, Wisconsin is coming to Wait, Nebraska. Wait, one second. One second. The government cannot cancel trick-or-treating. <laughs> you All you have to do is put your light on and just get your kids dressed up. Have them walk around socially distanced, responsibly, and all that stuff. But then, I mean, never mind. I, guess all, I shouldn't get no, it. I get I, it. I guess, it's okay. It's because it's Halloween, and they're all already wearing masks, by and large, right? I know. Right. So it's like, it's, and they're outside. So I, I don't want to get into John's socialism and his teeth type of deal. <laughs> but, like, uh, <laughs> I'm like, if, if the – if the governor of Nebraska, which she probably wouldn't do, said, oh, no Halloween, I'm like, 
you're in Murak. We're probably going to do Halloween. Sorry, I don't know what you're going to do about it. You know. Well, the the governor of Illinois would say that. Um, we're, Illinois is now the only state that has zero plans for fall high school football. Minnesota just reversed course here, I think, in the last yep. week. Uh, so that leaves Illinois, that. and um, you know, we got they, they still you know stand outside of uh, uh, the Capitol building or whatever in Springfield every day. It doesn't do any good because we all know that nobody's in Springfield; they're all in Chicago. Anyway, moving on. Um, <laughs> Uh, that was an uh, Illinois joke. <laughs> uh, and and I'll, I'll tell you what, it's great. Um, years ago, I was listening to KMOX, uh, the Cardinals flagship station out of St. Louis, uh, during a Cardinal broadcast. And they were talking about uh, the, you know, how under normal circumstances you could, you know, go online or call or whatever and vote for the All-Star Game uh, players that you want. And, you know, they, if you're in the stadium, they have like a little, little cheat, uh, a little sheet that you can fill out and hand in, or you can do it online. And Mike Shannon, uh, Hall of Famer, uh, you know, play by play guy or, you know, uh, broadcaster for the Cardinals, he says, uh, you know, in regards to voting for, you know, the St. Louis Cardinals to be in the All Star game, he says, vote like they do in Chicago early and often. Ooh. I always got a kick out of that. But, um, all right. So anyway, Halloween. Go. N- shut up. Uh, <laughs> Halloween, uh, hoping that it's an afternoon or morning game so that uh, I can sit outside, hand out candy like a good, uh, uh, like a good person that I am to all the, all the kids coming around and, uh, and it's Wisconsin. So you, you, you don't know, I, I don't know how this one could swing. And obviously we're still six weeks away or five weeks away. So nobody knows, but I think that there's been significant progress in recent years that uh, Nebraska keeps creeping up, closing the gap, making the games close and competitive. Um, as long as we don't make a Wisconsin running back look like the next uh, Hall of Famer, then then I think we got a shot. Has anyone even heard from Wisconsin during this pandemic? I mean, other than the, you know, I mean the university, the football team, the head coach and any of the players, do they still exist actually, or are they just cardboard cutouts of themselves and the real ones have been hiding in closets somewhere? What the hell's going on in Wisconsin? Okay, so I guess you set it up in a way. Um, on Saturday, you know, because we get the first four games out, we get the, get the first four games, and we're like, what in the world just happened? And some basketball fans are like, this is bull crap. You know, what? You know, and then all of a sudden, then you have the other Big Ten fans saying, oh, look at Nebraska. They won football. Now they got it, you know, and all that crap. And I think is that Nebraska is actually willing to stand up for itself. And we did in the Big Ten. We stood up for ourselves. And that the Big Ten is used to essentially towing the company line, right? That they're like, okay, the conference says we need to do this. Okay, we'll do it. And we're not going to complain at all. And that's what that's what Wisconsin did. They're like, oh, so the conference says that uh, we're not going to have football? Okay, I guess that's fine. We'll just go sit down and, you know, mind our own business and not do anything. So that's just – I, I think I don't think it's ever gonna it's never gonna change, and I, I guess I appreciate that about Bill Moose. 
It's like, you know, he tried, he was on the subcommittee for the schedule and he, he, I guess he had three things and I forgot they are now that he wanted them to address. And they essentially said no to all three. And he said that, yeah, my built, my friend, uh, Gene Smith, the Ohio state athletic director, he's celebrating today, but I'm not, uh, I'm not, uh, popping champagne bottles or whatever. And people are like, oh, yeah, we're a bit – sorry, we're complaining. You know, that's that's what Nebraska's doing now. I'm like, no, we're just trying to stand up for ourselves. Like, like you're telling me that they were willing to do this Jenga 41 schedule where with all this flexibility, and now they come to this schedule we have now, and they're like, oh, no, we have to have the crossover of Ohio State, which is our protected crossover, and we have to have Penn State be the other East school coming over. Don't worry, not Rutgers, who was, who was on the other schedule. It's, it's the Penn State. Oh, and by the way, the, the best team in the West division is Wisconsin. So let's put all three of those teams in, in four weeks. And you're telling me that we have no reason to be like, um, what the heck, you know? And, you know, the Dan Patrick show comes out. I'm sorry, I'm ranting, but the Dan Patrick show comes out and uh, he says his sources say, essentially, they're giving us the middle finger because our governor was was saying public things and we were being very public. I'm like, guess what? That's what we're going to do. We're not like most Big Ten. We're not like most Big Ten schools, right? It's like, well, we're not just going to sit there and take it. And that's what Big Ten schools want us to do. Like, sorry, well, that's not... That's not us. I don't understand. We've won 13 games in the past three years, but we're not just going to sit there and take it. And that's what Wisconsin is going to do. That's why you haven't heard from them. Because they're like, we're going to be little good boys. And we're not going to say anything. Now, they still might kick our butts. Um, but, you know, th- that's why you haven't heard anything, in my opinion. Sorry. No. Nate, you never have to. Where's the sorry thing come from? Nate, you um, never uh, have to apologize on the Five Heart Podcast. You understand? What has you, your wife been doing to you lately? You bring the fire. Oh, I was just—I was kind of pissed off about it on Saturday. So, and then I just—I just brought back a, me bringing it up. I brought back all these feelings and emotions all back to the surface. So it's all my fault. Okay, Where I got a question for you, Mister Sorry Guy. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, apologizer guy. Do you think the attitude that uh, any of the attitude that uh, our coaches and our athletic director have shown during this off-season pandemic diabolical mess will translate into better football because the team will have a better attitude about it, whereas Wisconsin's kind of like full of puss boys now? <laughs> I'm not going to say anything bad about Wisconsin. but they're No, quiet. come on. They would you. <laughs> yeah, maybe, but uh, I could see now Barry um, Alvarez be like, you know that Nate McHugh, that guy, he's no I know, good. They're gonna put this podcast on their uh, was on the, the Bolton, both board material, whatever. Oh, I can tell you podcast. exactly what Barry Alvarez would say about you. He'd say, "Boy, can't handle his cheese curds. Probably shit himself within <laughs> thirty minutes." I'll be, I'd be lactose intolerant wiener. I'll say if that's how he's gonna go at me, I'd be like, okay. You know, whatever. You know, I, I don't really care about Barry Alvarez, but um, I guess as far I guess the chance we have 
is that our team, I think, is going to be so united that because we're like, er, you know, everyone's coming at us. Mm-hmm. So I think a lot of the players are going to, if they already weren't, are going to jump behind, you know, Scott Frost and say, hey, this is our guy. He fought for us and he fought for football. Because that's what we want to do is play football, except for three walk ons who decide to go to a party <laughs> and they don't care about football. But, um, so you have to explain I, the rest of that. Okay. Okay. So three walk-ons recited with a misdemeanor, I think today, maybe, uh, for a party on September 11th where they, uh, there was more than 50 people. And anyways, if I was Scott Frost, I'd kick them off the team because you're, because everything's the margin of error is so small with these protocols I understand that it was September 11th, and now it's September 23rd. And they actually don't start testing until the 30th. So it's just like, you know, maybe it's not that big of a deal. But it's like, hey, you're a walk-on. You know, like, it would probably be worse if it was like Adrian Martinez or Wandale you know, Robinson, but um, sometimes it's not so well, those guys, if you were Adrian Martinez or Wandale Robinson, you'd do a better job of showing re- uh, leadership, hopefully. Yes. And, and that, that to me, that I, I picture those walk-ons as the guys are like barely on the team type of deal. I'm not saying because they're walk-ons, but I just can picture like they're kind of just barely hanging around doing just enough to get by type of deal. And they're like, yeah, let's go out and party. And I don't blame them. They're college kids essentially, but it's like not this year, man. Read now, the room. There's so much writing on it. I mean, you could get sick or you could get COVID. And if you get five other teammates positive, to test positive, you're done for seven, de- seven days, the whole team. You know, and it, that's based off 120 people. But um, anyways, I guess Wisconsin, yeah. They're, uh, yeah. I, uh, <laughs> Again, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I like it. Uh, as, as Haas would say, Nate Nate's got the juice tonight. Um, but but uh, I I agree with what you said about you know everybody kind of, you know from from the national spotlight, the conference spotlight, they've all they've all been kind of pointing the finger at Nebraska, saying uh, you know oh kick them out if they're gonna they're gonna be sour grapes. Give them you know tell tell them to give the the TV contract money back and and see you later uh and and so they got i i do think that that can be a unifying uh this can be a unifying time and and as they say you know fire hardened steel so uh you know we'll see we'll see how they come out october 24th uh after the wisconsin game uh they have a matchup against uh, the uh university or not university of but the northwestern university and i think we'll take a time out here we will come right back talk about uh, the northwestern matchup and give you the rest of the 2020 abbreviated schedule when the five heart podcast returns here on coordination radio and welcome back to the five heart podcast greg mahochko john johnston Man, let me rephrase that. John Damn Johnston and uh, Nate McHugh, and a good night to a little fella who waved in the camera. We sell you. We wish you all the sweet dreams, all that good stuff. Anyway, uh, Northwestern week three, uh, and that one's going to be 
uh, looks like back on the road. And, you know, Northwestern, they're an up-and-down program, but the, very inconsistent, yet always seems to play Nebraska close. Um, I mean, do we – I don't know We don't, I don't know if necessarily we need to break down every game, but uh, at least give the schedule. Any, any thoughts on Northwestern? Here we are at the end of – I mean, usually by now we have an idea of what some of these teams and their identities start to look like, but uh, we ain't playing football yet. So any, any thoughts on Northwestern before we move on? Nate, you're muted. He's not. You're mute. <laughs> so yeah, they they always play us tough. It's always close. I feel like that should be a win, but you never know. So it's all right. Jonathan. Oh, I you know I get the attitude that they didn't even want to play football in the first place. I guess maybe because they weren't mouthy, but uh, Pat Fitzgerald is usually mouthier than this, and he's said practically nothing. They did have an outbreak early on. Uh, I guess we're gauging everybody on their their feistiness before we even go into football season. But uh, I, I see another tough game. I think Nebraska will be, you know, victorious in that one. And let's just say that uh, they won't be allowing fans in the stadium, which is a damn shame because all those people who usually take over Northwestern Stadium will be very disappointed that we can't fill it with red again this year. Well, well stated. Well stated. Do you, do you guys think that like all throughout the summer that there have been some teams and some some programs that have slacked off in the uncertainty? Oh, oh yeah. yeah, for sure. And you think that Nebraska just never did? There are some schools oh. that use their allotment, and uh, that, and they said that some schools that didn't. I think Michigan State. Uh, I shouldn't say it. Say it. I thought Michigan State was one of them that wasn't doing anything. I Michigan State sucks. I say it here. Nothing redeemable uh, well, about Michigan State. I think that attitude comes directly it. from your coaching staff. And if your coaching staff wasn't that serious about having them lift weights and at least stay in somewhat of shape during this pandemic, then they're going to show when they walk out on the football fields this fall. Yeah. I think we have a very talented writer who likes Michigan State, so I'm going to be very respectful of Michigan State. And I, I went to the We're not even – what are we – we're on Northwestern, you sons of bitches. Oh, oh, that's right, Northwestern, sir. So after Northwestern's Penn State, which we mentioned, uh, you know, Nate uh, ranted about this moments ago uh, about having Ohio State, Wisconsin, and Penn State three in the first four games. Uh, after, you know, Penn State – they are a team that you would have expected wanted to get out there and compete uh, because they, you know, had had a very promising outlook to uh, the 2020 season. But they were one of the last teams, it's my understanding, that uh, wanted to, uh, you know, change their mind, change course, and actually get out on the field. And and there have been various reports, uh, you know, out of Penn State, you know, as far as the the, um, you know, how seriously they. Not how they took this, but uh, uh, you know, if, if I, I don't know, I, and I'm sure this has all been talked about uh, with with you guys in recent weeks. But Penn State did surprise me with their tradition that they were one of the last ones to you know, kind of agree to to get back in and participate. 
Well, James Franklin was feisty early on, but then he just kind of, he went away for a little bit. I do have a problem with Penn State. I have a close work colleague who is, uh, who wants to make a wager and we're both hemming and hawing about uh, what kind of wager we should make on this game. Well, I, I told him he had to get a Husker tattoo on his face. <laughs> Could it be Maybe like we should make a tattoo wager somehow? I like tattoos. You like tattoos? I'm against them because they, uh, you know, they make you more identifiable in a police lineup. I'm sure I've related that to you guys before, but uh, it, it all, John, it all depends on where you get the tattoo and what was visible at the time of your uh, your criminal act, like. If you get a tattoo of Nate's face on your right ass cheek, uh, <laughs> uh, but nobody ever sees it, then how are they going to be able to identify that in the lineup? But it is so bizarre that it, I, I'll tell you what, it wouldn't be me committing the crime. It'd be my wife going, what in the <laughs> fuck is wrong with you? Get the fuck out of the house and kicking my ass so hard that it would explode my entire body and she'd be arrested for manslaughter until they found out why. And then they go, well, that's defensible. So <laughs> screw this. You're off the hook. Okay. So, so who, so who's, who would play after, uh, Illinois, 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 they, Illinois, they Wisconsin conference. last year. We didn't. I, yeah. They, well, they, you know, they got better as the season went on. And they played a lot of young guys. So I know that people probably want to write Illinois off as some kind of easy I would, win. I wouldn't. I don't think uh, I don't think we can do that with anybody. Yeah. <laughs> I, I should have more experience. What's that? I could see us winning six games. I could see us winning zero. You shut the fuck I up. Mean, Purdue might be the the best shot, I would say, at winning. I don't know. Well, we're at Iowa on Thanksgiving after Illinois. I feel like you're not taking this seriously at all, Nate. Uh, I just, uh, uh, are you talking about seriously like the – can I, can, I, can I make a, an observation as we move on? Uh, so I, as I mentioned, Illinois is November 21st, and we actually get Iowa Thanksgiving weekend, but God forbid we have it on Friday. It's set for Saturday the twenty eighth. The the day well, after Black Friday. It's the calendar sit doesn't the schedule say November twenty seventh or twenty eighth, like it could be either game. According No, I, I Googled. So I mean I didn't go to Huskers.com. Uh, but according to Google it just says eleven twenty eight with a time DBD. However, at the same time it says Illinois is eleven twenty one at six AM, so who knows what's writing anymore? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, they could play. They don't have to worry about the fans. So, you know, I mean, what difference does it make? I like that Black Friday game, damn it. It's just about TV. Why Why can't they just do things my way, guys? Because the world doesn't revolve around you, Greg. I feel like maybe you've forgotten that it does, Nate. <laughs> You know, like okay, so we're at Iowa, at Iowa on the Saturday after Thanksgiving. Do we think we're going to beat Iowa this year? Yes. And nobody and, can see you doing that pansy boy <laughs> face, McHugh. 
Oh, we have no, we have no idea. I mean, is Adrian? No, we Martinez- don't, but we speculate. That's what we do. We speculate. So not only do Martinez we win, be the freshman. We win by two scores. Yeah, we win by two scores. Uh, calling it, it, calling it right now, on episode whatever the hell number this is of the Five Heart Podcast. I just know we haven't beat them in what four years. That's not a long time. Don't think about it. Episode yeah, one hundred ninety-five yeah, like, of the big of, of the of the Five Heart Podcast. Greg says we'll beat Iowa this year by two scores. Bookmark it. All right, I'll tell you. I'll take it. I'm just until I I, I want to see us against Ohio State and I want to see what that looks like. Because I yeah I, I could make an argument that we're gonna be I could I could see us being really good this year, but I'll you know. We'll find out. Uh, I'm in a mood. So <laughs> good God. You're just like you're like pasta man. Cooked pasta man. You're glo- noodle man. That's what that is. <laughs> you're gloom and doom. If you were you had a superhero power, it'd be like folding up on the floor. That you know it doesn't what, seem like a very good power. I don't know. While we're <laughs> and letting people walk over you, while we're adding some fluff to this football podcast, I want you each to pick a superpower, and curling up on the floor is not one. And then try to convince me who would win in a fight between the two of you. Oh, so we're each going to pick a superpower, and then we're going to convince you who's going to win in a fight between him and I. Yeah. So pick a superpower With, to. I want to hear John's. This is what we come to. First. You know what? Listen, if I had to pick a superpower, my superpower would for the be for the good of humanity, and it would be that my farts cured COVID, and I would just people would beg me to eat beans and whatever foods, broccoli and cauliflower. I don't know what foods make me fart more than the others because I don't really pay attention to that shit, but. They would beg, please fart more, Johnston. Fart more, Johnston. That would be my superhero name. <laughs> okay. You started this. You started this. Uh, yeah, but I wanted you, I wanted you to pick a superpower to fight Nate, not to cure COVID. I don't give a shit about COVID right now. It's not going anywhere. But Nate's here in the here and now. The and explosive he- power of my pinky finger. All I'd have to do is do flick my pinky finger at him and he'd explode. Okay, Nate, your counter or your superpower of choice? I would be... Um, Lay down on the floor and curl up. That'd be it. You just... I, I am... I'm boneless, man. I am... Uh, my superpower would be that I cannot be destroyed by the flick of a finger. <laughs> and then... And then John and I would have to physically fight, and I would be just fine. <laughs> okay. Do I get my machete? <laughs> sure. Okay. There we are then. Uh, <laughs> well, okay. Did that it, work out like he expected, Greg? <laughs> God. I mean, uh, in this scenario, I'm going to have to go with John. <laughs> uh, I'll be just fine. He, he's got a machete, Nate, and he claims to know how to use it. No, no. He says he has a machete. He didn't say he knows how to use it. 
Hey, when I was a Boy Scout as a kid, I used to carry that. I used to have that. I have the I have the machete and I have the belt that came and the sheath that came with it. I used to wear that in Boy Scouts and hack my way through the woods with it. Yeah, you're hacking things that are sitting right there. Yeah, that's really difficult. Good job. No. <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> All right. So we were at Iowa. We were so, just okay. Stuck- uh, so after Iowa, we haven't beat them in many years. yeah, after the Iowa, uh, December. Iowa, the last time we saw Iowa football was their kicker basically running down the field, flipping us off. I mean, he didn't flip us off, but he might as well have. Yeah, it was, that was brutal. So what yeah, we're saying was, is Iowa's getting their comeuppance. Uh, Nebraska wins by at least two scores. And the following Saturday, we play our second-to-last game of the quote-unquote regular season with the team that which we were originally supposed to kick off the season, and that is at West Lafayette against Purdue. No Rondale Moore. It's going to be a different situation. No, Rondale Moore was one of the few uh, players that you saw that didn't make any attempt to come back. So I don't think he, uh, I've never heard this. I haven't heard anything that he's even thinking about it. Dude. Right. So a Rondell Morales Purdue is, you know, they had some other players that they wasn't there. David Bell, one of their receivers that was taking a lot of heat off or taking a lot of pressure off Rondell Moore. And uh, I mean, Brom is going to have somebody, but uh, I think this is going to be another tough year for them. And then of course the last game we have is Minnesota. That makes me scared. I'm scared of that game. Why? I don't know. I just how they looked so dominant last year, and I just hope maybe that was a one time. Maybe we just didn't show up to play, but we looked inept against Minnesota last year, and they won 11 games. I mean, they give them credit for at least that. I don't know. I I, I just don't want it to turn in. PJ Fleck makes me. I don't know. Part of me thinks he's, it's all kind of for sure. You know, mirror, whatever smokes and mirrors. And another part of me thinks he wins everywhere he goes. And we want him to leave Minnesota as soon as possible. <laughs> well, Anton Winfield Jr. is gone off their defense. I think Rashad Bateman started trying to come back. Uh, and Rashad Bateman is really the big deal because he's kind of their uh, fuck it, throw it deep guy that, you know, kills people. And a lot of the game plan of what you saw last year when they, especially that third quarter where they ran it down their throat, it was pretty clear that Nebraska's defensive coordinator didn't want to give up big plays to Bateman. So I think, I don't know, Minnesota, you know, they've had their years where they've been pretty good and then they just really can never sustain that climb to the next level to greatness. So I guess it, I'm not afraid of any of this. I, I would, what do you think the chances are we'll even get a play the Minnesota game? I think 90%. Do you? Yeah, I do. Yeah. I, I, I think that with the, the testing they're going to require, that unless there's a huge outbreak, that I think we play the entire schedule. It'd be uh, nice. Yeah. I agree. With that, but – that's just kind of a, I guess, obviously. So, uh, real quick, uh, going back to uh, Rondell Moore, um, this is according to thespun.com, uh, and this was from 
a couple weeks ago, we'll say, uh, Moore cited, quote, and this was well after he opted out uh, of the season and declared for the draft back in early August. He said the, quote, unprecedented circumstances we are currently living in, end quote, uh, that is one of the reasons to skip whatever potential season there would be in order to prepare for the 2021 NFL draft. So, I mean, whenever you... I, now, he's uh, painting with broad strokes there, but I think when you say unprecedented circumstances, skipping whatever potential season there might be, I, if I'm reading that and just taking it at face value, which I should never do when it comes to college athletics or anything anymore in this world, uh, but I would say that he's probably not coming back. You know, our, uh, one of our newer writers, not to go off topic, it is off topic, um, Aquilo, oh, don't do that. Don't go off topic at all. For God's sake. Know, know, I'm sorry. Um, he's our new recruiting writer. Uh, he said that uh, JD, JD Spielman's not, the, he's not the star, uh, starting wide receiver for TCU. Hmm. Well, he probably has to earn that position down there. Well, I know, but I mean, if he's not starting there, I mean, I, I mean, Obviously, he probably has to learn the system. I thought that was interesting. I just figured they, you know, maybe he's not as good as we thought and that we were just that bad (laughs) at the position. Well, we didn't, you know, we had him and Wandale, and that was pretty much it. Cade Warner is a route running guy. And that that is the thing about going into the season, the first game against Ohio State. Usually you have some warm-up. You know, they have a well-established team with 14 levels of depth, and we have a team full of guys that haven't even played for Nebraska yet that are probably going to be expected to contribute this year, which makes the stakes even higher for us to get our asses kicked into the ground. But, you know, again, it's it's a chance to go out and prove yourself and see what you can do. So We can't do anything, though. We're terrible. I'm joking. I'm joking. Wow. So – are we done? <laughs> you know, right? You're, you know, you're lucky. You're not in the same room for because I would just, I'd flick my finger, kick you, <laughs> be a boneless fucking person after I flicked my finger at you, and it just, you boom, all the bones would fly out of your body. Your wife would walk into the room, look down at this blobby thing on the floor, and I'd say, "That's your husband now," and she'd go, "Kick him out of here. Just get him out. Just here, put him in this hefty bag." No, because. Uh... You would do this. Which, sorry, you flick your or flick. Is it flick? Here, I flick this one at you. Flick, <laughs> Graham. You don't have any defense for that. Um, and then nothing would happen, and your wife would go, "You have one superpower, and it doesn't even work." And then your marriage would be over. No, I think after all these years, she's pretty much, you know, been yeah, one superpower, whatever. Nothing works, whatever. Hey, hey, John, can we uh, left myself wide open on that one? And you guys didn't even take advantage of it. No, I, I want to talk about something positive. Um, can, oh, positive. Can, can we or can we spill the tea leaves and, and, and talk about what you've been working on the last couple of years? Who's that? You. A Lib- Libra. Or not Libra, Libra? Your book. Oh, me or him? It's you, John. 
Well, yeah, it's not really spilling the beans. I mean, it's pretty much, you know, I've been marketing it a little bit. I've been just trying to get stuff uh, all online. Uh, can I just say I'm, I'm beyond excited to uh, read it. Well, I hope everybody else feels the same way. It's called Ben Dead, Ben Never. Good God, I can't even. That is a great mind. title for a book. Ben it, Dead, Never. It's about the history of scat music. <laughs> it's uh, called Ben Dead, Never Been to Europe. Uh, my recovery from the. I need to learn my own subtitle. Uh, the Widowmaker, it's about me having a Widowmaker heart sure. attack and dying and dead for over 20 minutes, and the brain injury that came along with it. But uh, it's right now I should get it back from a copy editor tomorrow. Uh, I have three choices currently for a cover, and we'll be posting that on coordination in the next week or so for people to vote on which cover I should choose, just because I don't really – I've never designed a book cover before, and uh, – I don't trust my own design skills. You know, it's kind of like pornography. You know it when you see it. That's right. I just compared my book cover to pornography. Yeah, let, but, let it, let it, we we got to put this out there right now uh, before we go any further. I've seen all three options for the book cover. None of them equate to pornography. Just want to put that oh, out there. No, there's, they there's not a single boob among them. And it's actually a pretty clean book. I mean, I, I think I used the F word once in the entire 50,000 words of manuscript so far. If um, you don't, if you haven't planned this already, can I volunteer to do the audiobook? Like, I want to read the audiobook. I want to put, I want I haven't planned that. I've been looking at it. I try, I haven't, where I, we'll get through this phase and then I'll worry about an audio. I, I, I want you to like send your robe. I'm gonna put on some old man shoes, and yeah, and I'm just gonna I'm gonna get I'm into not character. Sending my robe to anybody. <laughs> I want to get into character as John Johnston, and I want to say, I was 743 when I survived the Widowmaker heart attack. Here's how it happened. I I will tell you this. Here's the thing. I'm gonna self publish this book. I've learned a lot about self publishing. Uh, you you create an ebook and a paperback and. You have to deal with the marketing yourself, the formatting yourself, the editing. You know, in my case, I've hired the editing out for a developmental editor who the purpose of a developmental editor is to help you with story flow, right? So they will look at the book and say, this part doesn't make any sense and this part needs to stay in. You need to boom, move this part over here, that kind of stuff. But they do flow, basically, is what I call it. And then copy editing, they do the the heavy lifting or like spelling grammar and grammar and things like that. But I would do that part for free, just so you know. I've done it before for books that have been published. Okay. Really? Yeah. I know uh, I know somebody. She's there's put out a piece a lot of, of software. There's a piece of software you can buy for ninety seven dollars called Publisher Rocket. And it analyzes keywords on Amazon. And uh, I have been trying to learn about this thing because what you want to do is put out, what you want to do is actually put your book out there, self-published, but you want to actually market it in a proper way by picking the proper keywords that people search for and the proper categories for it to go into. Now, they, they, these are interesting things for, you know, I'm sure this is probably boring to most people, but it's fascinating to see that what the keywords come out as, 
And it's also fascinating to understand one thing. If you pick a category and you are the top 10 sellers in that category, you can call yourself a bestseller on Amazon, I guess, which is really, really, I think that's kind of weird myself, but you know, whatever. But uh, today I was, I was working on some IT stuff and I was waiting for updates to happen, waiting for people to get out of a meeting so I could talk to them about systems. And uh, I pulled the software up and I started going through romance and apparently, because romance, <clears throat> romance, if you go out right now and you look at the top 50 books on Amazon, there's three of them in the top 50 that are romance novels that are self-published by people. One of them is called My Husband, My Stalker, and it sells for 99 cents and it's 79 pages long. And that is one of the top selling books on Amazon right now. And there were two others that were self-published romance titles. And I thought, what the hell do people look at? When they're looking at romance, you know, maybe I should write romance. So I pull up this keyword analyzer and uh, I start looking all through all what people look for. And and people look for romance alien. And I assume this means romance with aliens. And that actually has a high number of searchers, <laughs> searches on Amazon, Amazon on a monthly basis. That's when uh, uh, That's when the alien probes you after I, buying you dinner. It's it's just kind of weird. And then you have paranormal romances up there. Uh, just, alpha male romances. Uh, there is a whole bunch of really just wild romance daddy, romance cyborg, romance dystopian. These are all rom- things that people are actually looking for. So, oh, Amazon, you never cease to uh, amaze me. I thought about writing romance novels. <laughs> yeah, right. I love that little. I love that little delay from Nate as he's like, "Nope, yeah. <laughs> not no letting way. that one go." <laughs> yeah, I, I I mentioned that to my wife tonight at uh, while we were eating dinner at our supper, and she looks at me and she goes, "Well, you can't do it in real life. Maybe you could do it." With a- <laughs> oh, good for her. Yeah. Oh. Thing. Go, go, boom. Sorry, John. There you go. Is that uh, is that a good ending? But yeah, I hope to publish a book in October about uh, being dead and uh, recovering from being dead. And I look forward to buying it. And uh, you, the listener, should also buy it. Let's make John's non-romance book an Amazon bestseller. Uh, that'll yeah, do it for this go. episode of the Five Heart Podcast. It's great to be back in the chair. And uh, someday I'll have a chair as uh, impressive as John's. Someday I'll have a robe as impressive as John's, but not today, and he's not going to give his up anytime soon. So for myself, Greg Mahachko, for our uh, fearless leader and founder, John Dam Johnston, and as always, the ever-reliable Nate McHugh, we wish you uh, a fantastic week. We remind you this week and every week that five heart is all the heart you need. John? Go Big Red!